Hi everybody, it's Annette Katuslao and welcome to Hey It's A, your daily dose of thoughts, sentiments, and whatnots. In this podcast, I, together with my guests, talk about anything and everything under the sun. From love, friendships, career, to even self-help, we've got you covered. Every episode of the podcast will feel like a meaningful and heartfelt conversation with a really good friend, so make sure you're comfortable, maybe grab a few snacks and your favorite drink so we can get started. I hope you like this episode! Hey guys, welcome to Hey, It's a Podcast, specifically the 20th episode of the podcast. And you are here with me, Annette Katuslao. I am so nervous, <laughs> nervous <laughs> but excited at the same time because for my 20th episode, um, I will be having a very special guest with me and a very interesting topic as well. Um, early this year, I think I mentioned to you guys that I will be inviting guests on the show more frequently because it's better to really have like a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts, sentiments, and whatnots on certain things. And I'm so excited because this 20th episode will be with a guest. And we will be talking about managing your social media footprint in the time of COVID-19. So my guest is a digital content curator for lifestyle brands and public personalities. She has worked with celebrities like Julia Barreto and Heart Evangelista, to name a few. She is from Bacolod, but she has been based in Manila for quite some time now. Everybody, let us welcome to the show. Miss Andy Havelosa. Hi, Andy. Thank you, Annette. I actually really like your um podcast name. Hey, it's a it's like something that I would say also. Hey, it's a <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Andy, for making time for the podcast. I know that you're a very busy person, but thank you so much. <laughs> you were just uh literally a chat away, and I'm so happy that you responded right away to my invitation. Um, I am a very big fan of your posts on Instagram and I really love your feed and I'm so happy to be uh, sharing this afternoon with you. So um, to get things started, of course, um, can I ask you to tell us a bit more about yourself and your job as a digital creator? Okay, so um, I'm basically a content curator or creator for um, multiple lifestyle brands and public personalities. And I've been doing this for over seven years already. So basically, in a nutshell, I just help brands and personalities build their social media accounts, um, especially on Instagram. And that goes into like figuring, helping them figure out who their digital identity is, um, conceptualizing their content or to um, up to like creating it and to curating their overall brand online. So it's also very common for people to like mistake or confuse me as an influencer. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, I'm more of a content 
creator for multiple accounts. Um, and my personal platform is just honestly really a bonus and bonus for my self-expression. And I'm just really grateful that it has developed also into what it is today. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, I think I haven't really seen like a lot of people who do your job. Well, at least here in Bacolod, I haven't really heard of like content creators or content curators yet here in Bacolod. But in Manila, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of you who do this. And it's actually really cool because uh, say, for example, if you are a celebrity like Julia or Hart, I'm pretty sure that they really think about the content that they put out there for their fans. So they really do need a helping hand <laughs> when it comes to... It's exhausting too. It's yeah. really exhausting to like constantly think of content for yourself. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I don't do it because my main profession is to really like help others for mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. I don't know how other people... How, like my, my friends who are really influencers, I mm-hmm. don't know how they do it. Like the commitment to just shoot and produce content every single day mm-hmm. is really exhausting. Yes. I can't keep up with it. Yes, and, it, and it's so funny because there are people who think that all they do, like what influencers do is just, you know, they take photos of themselves, post like their codes for different apps. All they do is they just, you know, smile and act all pretty and all that. But at least right now, um, I've realized and I hope that a lot of people realize that there is a lot of hard work that is placed into these posts. And I'm very happy to to talk about that in today's episode. So Andy, um, who or what inspired you to get into this field? Okay, it's really quite funny because um, what I studied in college was fashion design and merchandising in Benilde. So basically, um, uh, I was my first job was a fashion assistant or stylist to to Liz Uy, and that was around 2013. And back then, I just started like helping her out with curating the account for the team because I've always been like a visually creative person. It was only until like um, maybe 2014 when I don't know if you know Shop LCP because mm-hmm. um, they were looking for a social media manager. And then there was also the Amo Floristeria that came. And these two were actually like my most crucial accounts, my first two, but really crucial accounts because um, they really set the foundation for me as a social media manager or a content creator for the next few years and I really remember putting like so much of my heart and my mind into it into like ensuring that there is success for these two brands on social media and of course with the help of PR marketing branding and other creative efforts like um, these two brands significantly became like game changers in their own um, respective industries during that period so it was very pivotal for me to for for me as a content curator or a social media um, manager for that matter 
And I really remember back in 2015, Instagram, the game on Instagram was just so, so, so different from how it is today. Yeah. Like, it was much simpler in a sense that, um, um, how do you say this? Like, even like achieving like a basic aesthetic or branding online wasn't easily available for most brands yet, unlike today, mm-hmm. where there's so many sources, courses, tools available here and there and um, these days where anyone's just like capable of being a social media manager or content creator na, you know but again I guess what I've really learned that um, through that experience it just came from something that I just really enjoyed doing and then suddenly it just became a profession you know like this quote-unquote job of mine which mm-hmm. I never even studied for eventually my full-time job <laughs> and I'm just really grateful for how it turned out because um I mean who would have thought I would have never known you know and after those two accounts like new clients and brands just started to come in one after the other and then inquiring about how I can help them elevate their social media presence and content and then the mm-hmm. next thing I knew celebrities were also seeking for my expertise and Um, I was just quite amazed, honestly, at how what just started out as something that I just enjoy doing, you know, is now an actual job and it's still my job today. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really cool. I mean, it really does happen, Nona. Sometimes, like, the things that you were just passionate about turns out to be something you're doing. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's really it's really nice, Gil. It's a big blessing. Yeah, and, and it's really cool that, you know, there are a lot of brands and celebrities that are approaching you in terms of their uh, social media branding because it also, um, it also I think, it affirms na they believe in your capacity as a social media manager and um, they do think that I honestly you can... don't know how that happened <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the way that you really put yourself out there and the quality of the content that you produce also I think they... I was even marketing or promoting myself as a until now I still haven't like gone out there to like put myself out there you know yeah so i guess it's just referral after referral or like you know word of mouth like people asking who can do this who can help me with this so again i'm just so thankful that opportunities just came and um i've been so fortunate to also work with really good and nice clients as well Yeah, that's that's very, very nice. But Andy, can you still remember the first lifestyle brand or celebrity that you worked with? And how was that experience? Oh, the first brands was, um, again, Shop LCP and mm-hmm. The Amo Floristeria. Mm-hmm. Then the first celebrity I worked with was Heart Evangelista by uh, an agency also. Mm-hmm. And I guess these things just led from one thing to another. Um. It was really, really exciting. You know, I was just, I was just like navigating my way through it, learning things along the way. But I felt like this was really like a path, a good path for me. Like, mm-hmm. um, I re- remember how we started out with the Ammo Floristry. I know your cousin did the branding for that mm-hmm, as well. It mm-hmm. was spectacular, and um, I just remember how we were starting out the Instagram, and then, um. 
of course, it slowly started to progress. And then, you know, with the help of PR and other efforts, like, it was just getting so much. Oh my God, sorry for the dogs barking. It was <laughs> just okay. getting a lot of, a lot of um, attention and a lot of focus also. And I'm thankful that, um, you know, I learned things along the way with the support of people I've worked with as well. And it was very, it was fun. It was really so much fun, but it was really a lot of hard work. And back then, I would really put so much pressure on myself to really pull this up, pull this through and to really make sure that it happens the way that I envisioned it to be or the way that like something was supposed to pan out. So I guess I was even more uptight then mm-hmm. because I was such a perfectionist also. Yeah. And I was really also so consumed with working and working and working at that point like sometimes I wouldn't have boundaries with my time like even mm-hmm. up till like 9 10 p.m I can still just be working you know but throughout the years I've also learned how to adjust and adapt in a more healthy way mm-hmm. but generally those times of my life were really really exciting because it was just really you know when it's something new and it's something that excites you it just really brings so much um inspiration and motivation mm-hmm. yeah and I think that if you feel that way parang nawawala na yung ano yung the tiredness attached to it <laughs> because of course you feel yeah. more motivated to really keep going so that's really nice Andy that's really nice I think you mentioned earlier that uh, you don't really put yourself out there like most of the work that you've been getting really comes from word of mouth and referrals and say for example if like I'm a client and I want to work with you the first thing that I would check is your Instagram account, of course. And right now, your Instagram account looks really nice. It's so obvious that, you know, the posts are very carefully curated and very well planned. But at the same time, I'm also sure that um, it did not look like that from way yeah. back. I'm pretty sure there was um, a phase in your life where your Instagram account was a personal Instagram account. Like you would post anything you would want or whatever you would feel in any moment of your life. So Andy, can you share to us um, how your Instagram transitioned from being a personal Instagram account to the account that it is today? Um, and I think up to today, I'd still consider it as a personal account. I guess mm-hmm. my approach and, you know, and you can say aesthetic has also yeah. transitioned throughout the years, but it's always been a personal platform for me. So, but mm-hmm. anyway, I guess, I think I started my Instagram back in 2011. And um, oh my gosh, this was almost like 10 years ago. <laughs> and back then, Instagram was just so different. Like, yeah. if you remember the VSEO or the Visco um, yes. aesthetic, parang <laughs> that was the whole feel of Instagram, you know? Mm-hmm. Very minimal, artsy, creative, and clean. But then in 2013, so I started to post more about work. And mm-hmm. this included like me sharing BTS or celebrities from my job as an assistant stylist to Liz mm-hmm. Boy. But I guess in over the years, like maybe in 2013 to 15, 
you know, the minimalist kind of Instagram feed was very in. And yeah. I tried to also yeah. like ride along that black and white, feminine and elegant kind of aesthetic. But honestly, it was so hard to maintain. And I mm-hmm. feel like it didn't speak much or come of value to me. Mm-hmm. So it didn't work so well with me. So because I would have to constantly force myself to create content at home and just shoot whatever pretty objects I have from like creating random flat lace. Yun pa yung uso dati, flat lace. <laughs> Dressing yes. up with nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I'd have content para may mapost lang. It just wasn't for me. So I wouldn't say that it's wrong. I'm, there are other creators or influencers that they work really well with that. But mm-hmm. personally, it just wasn't working for me. And in 2015, that's when I started to travel. And I found it more fulfilling and meaningful for myself to share um, my experiences, you know. And that's when I really found my, started to find my digital identity. And that's mm-hmm. what I really focused on. And I, re- and I, at that point, I was decided, okay, that I just make my Instagram account mostly about my travels and my experiences. And I stuck with it. And it was just more effortless that way. But I guess that I would have to say that between 2017 to 2019 was like, when my Instagram was really at its peak. And that's when, I guess it also came with when I started traveling with my boyfriend. And especially during the early stages of our relationship, it was just so crazy how my engagement, my viewers, and my followers fired up like two times or three times more Mm -hmm. than the average. And it was fun. It was quite exciting you know um but you know with that kind of um attention sort of also brings like some sort of pressure to you as a creator you know it's like people just wanted more and more of that kind of content so I'll have to admit that how it sort of became like a driving force for me to keep producing content every time we travel Mm -hmm. and at times it would just really really get to me like the pressure of creating bigger and better content than the previous posts or trip was just you know it was starting to consume me at some point but I guess like you know all creators whatever field or industry they're in would somehow also encounter this kind of um this kind of creative um, struggle, you mm-hmm. know? And I would remember there would be times where my mind is just so consumed on taking that quote-unquote perfect shot. And sometimes it can, it can get really quite um, annoying in a sense because um, you're already detaching. I'm was, I was already detaching from the actual reality that there is you know and more often more often than not it was really also affecting my mood mm-hmm. and sometimes like to have awareness when these things start to happen is one thing also so you can also catch yourself and tell yourself that hey slow down don't get too consumed by it you know mm-hmm. and particularly I also remember like it was during our last trip 
we were in South America. That was also my last international trip in the beginning of 2020. Like, I remember that there was this cathedral in Cartagena that I really, really wanted to have a photo with because I saw on Pinterest, you know, my parang ganona, oh, this is a nice photo. Let's try to do this, blah, blah. And I remember we really went back and forth to that same spot about three to four times in different times of the day and different outfits. Na. And oh my gosh, um, because it was just so hard to just take that perfect shot. Like the lighting was wrong. They were like this, it's like that. There's so many, so many people, whatever, you know. But on like our third or fourth try, I was just like, you know what? Let's just use your phone. Let's just take this damn photo with your phone. I don't care now how perfect or whatever, how it will look. But still, let's just take a photo with a phone alone. And to be honest, that was the photo that I posted. That imperfect shot with tourists at the back. The lighting wasn't the best. Um, we weren't using our camera and lenses, but it got really good feedback from people because I remember saying and I remember captioning it along the lines of like sometimes we're so stuck on achieving like that perfect shot and we forget the reality that's in front of us so some something along the lines of saying um live your reality or just be in your present because it can be so beautiful as well you know and that took off like stress and pressure from my back as well and then that taught me to just you know what don't try too hard to like pressure yourself into getting like the perfect shot whatsoever and just go easy on yourself you know and I guess um so for creators sometimes as I said it can really really get to you mm-hmm. and but it's really up to you as a creator to like regulate how these things affect your mindset because how the, how these things will affect your mindset and affect your actual reality and even the people around you you know and i started to learn these things these hard truths later on like when the pandemic happened so i guess like most of you also i was going into a lot of introspection and self assessment like Um, I was forced to also take a step back and evaluate aspects of my life, including my digital footprint and how mm-hmm. I act upon it. Mm-hmm. And more so, especially that traveling wasn't really accessible anymore. Yeah, and actually, um, I really love your realizations, especially when you said that sometimes you just have to embrace reality. You just have mm-hmm. to really be in the moment because especially for people like you who are content creators or like a content curator, there is so much pressure attached to your posts because of the likes, because of the feedback that you get. Of course, you want to elicit positive feedback all of the time, right? That's why mm-hmm. you're so pressured to put out the the perfect post per se but at the yeah. same time it's also nice that you know it's nice to to have that realization that it doesn't have to be perfect all the time your posts don't have to be perfect all the time what's important is that you are living in the moment you enjoy what you're doing and uh, most of all you are being authentic to your followers yeah. right yeah so um 
I think the next question that I would like to ask you, Andy, is that now that we are in the pandemic era, in the COVID-19 era, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are on social media most of the time because we are at home and there's not much to do and we always have our phones with us. So what can you say about people being on social media most of the time, especially in this time of a pandemic? You know what, I as much as the responsibility also falls on the creators, the media, whatsoever, but as a consumer, um, it is also your responsibility on how you regulate the way you, you consume content, you know? Like, putting content and consuming content are equally imperative. Um and I guess most people would always, it's easy to put the responsibility on the creators, you know? Like, okay, dapat sila yung mag-post ng mga responsible content and posts and whatsoever. And put the expectations on them, you know? But um, it, it also, but really, you know, um, as consumers or viewers, we also equally are responsible for the way we consume content. So we don't, only filter our photos but we also have to filter the type of media that we take in you know like you know when they say like you are what you eat and at the same time that applies for what you consume online so be very mindful of what you believe and give your attention and time to because it can affect your subconscious and even shape beliefs even more than what you are aware of you know Yes, I I really agree. You know what? You have such wonderful inputs, especially when you said, especially when you said na, diba, um, a lot of people say that you are what you eat, right? But at the same time, it's also applicable in the social media setting. Na, mm-hmm. like whatever you look at, whatever you read, whatever you take in every single day on your social media apps, especially Facebook, since you yeah, know Facebook yeah. can be a really crazy place. It mm-hmm. it can really and Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter especially. I mean, it can really define you as a person. And at the same time, it can also affect um, your point of view, the way you treat other people. So it's very important to be careful and to be mindful of Mm -hmm. what we take in on social media. So earlier you were saying something around the lines of, you know, like being in the moment, being real, being authentic, and, you know, just showing your followers uh, the true you, right? Like um, through your posts, most especially. Um, But have you ever encountered a feed that felt, how do I say it? (laughs) That felt like fake or pretentious and how did you feel about it oh my gosh yes of course um (laughs) several times before you know i guess it also came with the job for me to be able to like filter through quote-unquote inauthentic or pretentious looking accounts lol but i could get pretty judgy and annoyed at some point before but you know what i say this with humility that I learned that instead of evaluating other people's posts or their Mm -hmm. feeds or their accounts, I should just look at my own ways and 
my tendencies also on social media and start to take accountability for like my own actions and my mm-hmm. own behavior online. So, mm-hmm. okay, this is quite personal, but I think it's so important for people to also know this and know like have this kind of awareness as well. So I realized at some point, like why was I so annoyed with these pretentious looking accounts, you mm-hmm. know? And through a lot of introspection and like um, self-assessment, I guess like instead of evaluating how other people post and I should also look at my own ways and my own tendencies on how I behave on social media and take accountability for like my own actions. And um, I realized like why was I so ticked off with people posting and such such um to not to my pretentious but like ways na parang it was so projected it was so curated it was so fixed to polish and all those things um it was also because i guess that it was also reflecting the things in me that i should also be aware of and have like mindfulness at because mm-hmm. deep down i didn't realize that i also had these tendencies you know I'm not saying that what I'm posting or sharing are inauthentic or pretentious of me, but it was more of having this like um, disconnect or gap between my online self and real life me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I post a lot about wellness, yoga, mindfulness, meditation on my stories, but, but you know, um, real life me, last year 2020 especially just had such a short temper or just had so much pent-up issues you know and at that time the only person who would call me out was my boyfriend and he would tell me about it and I'd be in denial of it you know I'd be like no it's just the same me I'm just I'm still speaking my truth you know you know it's the same you know but after like a lot of introspection and self-reflections you know I realized that I was sharing the the good parts of who I am or aspects of the person that I was working my way towards being but at the same time you know you can't air out naman your dirty laundry Mm -hmm. online or you know so that's why sometimes it's so tricky like to be real and to be authentic you know you know those things that people just expect for people from influencers or creators right now it's so difficult to draw that line between being real being authentic and at the same time you can't put out your dirty laundry or whatever shit you're going Mm -hmm. through or whatsoever so i guess like the overall my overall learnings and experiences from that thing is just to like really really be honest with yourself you know Mm -hmm. have those difficult conversations with yourself like Face your shadows and your demons because you'll learn so much about yourself and it's going to help you improve the way that you are with others, the way that you are online and the way that you are with yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess the pandemic of 2020 brought so much of those things out of me, out of the, like, brought out like issues that I had to work on within myself. And I'm sure a lot of people also had to face that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you find your light if you haven't gone through like some darkness, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why right now I'm just, I 
I'm also taking a step back from like posting too many things um, here and there because I'm just um, reassessing also how I want to put my content out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually really nice that uh, you have these things to say because most people really do think that, you know, content creators always have good days. They're always at the top of their game because most of what they post, they're traveling, they're always having a good day and all that. It's also nice to see the other side of that, you know, na content creators also experience these kind of things, these dilemmas, and they also need these times um, or times rather to just really step back, you know, and to reconnect with themselves. So uh, why do you think, though, that um, it's important for content creators to be real and authentic on social media? Well, not just content creators, but ano, mga Instagram or Facebook users talaga in general. Why is it important to be real and to be authentic? It's basically because think of it as a ripple, you know, like one post can ripple out to so many people and again it goes two ways you know like how you're putting out content and how people are consuming your content Mm -hmm. so it's it's really it's really it's the the line is really quite blurred and quite difficult there like how do you put out authentic content that's still pleasant and still real at the same time you know but I guess it just all all boils down onto like being mindful how other people will consume it you know because um like for example like thinking of how I used to post like all these happy trips all these um places all these um um beautifully edited photos how does that affect other people? I'm sure, like, I mean, I've gotten some, like, feedback or messages also, like, people thinking, like, my life is just so beautiful. My life is just always um, on the go. I'm always traveling. You know, they're so in love, whatever. But it, I, I realize that I can't keep going on like this as well because it might also affect others in thinking that their lives are could be like sad or I don't know they might feel like they're you know when people start comparing their life Mm -hmm. to other people that they see online and we've heard this so many times over and over like influencers and people just really saying don't compare your life to others you know because it just don't compare your real life to somebody's highlights on Instagram because those are two things that you can't compare, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess that's it. That's really it. Just be really, really mindful now. Especially that times have changed. Um, trends, online trends have been, have shifted. It's not like having an aesthetic, a beautiful aesthetic on Instagram or social media will not get you by anymore these days. It's not enough. It mm-hmm. used to be like that pre-pandemic, but now definitely it's not. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I definitely agree with you on that. And I think that it's really tricky if you're a content creator or if you're an influencer because of course you have to be very mindful of your posts because mm-hmm. at the same time you don't want to come out insensitive, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. like you can be really happy in your posts, you know, you can be traveling and all that, but you can't really get rid of the fact na meron ka talaga mga followers na parang magka-compare na ano ba naman to, si ganito, ganyan. Like, you know, there's a pandemic and she's so yeah. busy doing all of these things. So it's really tricky. Yeah, it's really tricky being a content creator because, you know, it's like you have to carefully think about what you put yeah. out there because you are... how it impacts or yeah. how other people may perceive it. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so many, like, there's so many um celebrities or other influencers getting bashed because, mm-hmm. I mean, their intention is good. But how others perceive it... For example, um, have you heard about Solen's art exhibit? Yeah, where, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Perfect example. Like, um, her intentions were good. Mm-hmm. But again... Like, it's also the way, the possible way how other people can perceive and understand your content. Mm-hmm. And like, when I work with, when I work with personalities, if it's a sensitive content or quite a sensitive topic, we'd really go back and forth on the caption or the copy or what we're trying to say and convey. Because... Anything you say can easily be misinterpreted and twisted. Yes, yes. That's why it's like a lot of fine-tuning, a lot of like thinking, a lot of like examining if this is right. So mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of effort goes into one post only. Yeah, and it's really difficult because you can't really control the way people perceive your posts. Mm-hmm. Especially like with Solene. I'm pretty sure she had really good intentions with her artwork. But the thing is, you know, people will always have something to say. No matter how beautiful, how well thought of the wordings are in your captions or in your posts. I mean, you can't please everyone. Hindi ba? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, it's really something that we all have to accept not just content creators but even like regular social media users that's why um, sometimes you really have to think about your posts what you put out there because and daming mga negatron <laughs> if mm-hmm. i may say i mean people will always have something to say about everything so yeah and um andy what advice can you give to aspiring digital creators or even just regular social media users on how to manage their social media footprint especially in the time of covid-19 I guess, you know, take social media responsibility first. And I know I said this, I I posted about this like 2020 during the height of the pandemic where it's also so important to check on what you're saying online through comments, through Mm -hmm. Twitter and Facebook whatsoever because it can really affect somebody Mm -hmm. or it can really shape such belief or such... um, such stigma as well if you're writing along things or if you're like supporting something I mean it's fine to be outspoken to be um, vocal about your thoughts your beliefs or your standpoint but always say them from a very 
reasonable and a very well examined place you know don't just shoot things out in the open mm-hmm. you know um again filter what you consume mm-hmm. having awareness about what's happening out there is one thing so i guess like filter what you consume awareness is one thing um about what's happening out there being woke is another thing um managing your emotions about what you fe- see or read online is another thing but i think it all comes down into like managing your reactions it's more vital mm-hmm. yes definitely and not not all posts need a reaction right yeah. a lot a lot of people need to realize that and i think that it's also important these days to really fact check because there are a lot of fake news circulating mm-hmm. on facebook on twitter or wherever so it's really important that before you say something before you comment on something you have to verify first because anything that you post or say on social media can be used against you yeah. right and especially now na sobrang uso yung cancel culture. I'm pretty sure Andy, you've heard of that as well, right? Na if you say something na parang medyo off, na people don't like it, especially people who are quote-unquote woke, woke, they're so quick to cancel you and say na ano pa naman to, ganito, ganyan, like that. So I think that, yeah, it really all boils down to just being aware that that Part, I really, really agree with you on that. And at the same time, just, you know, really filter what you consume. Because, you know, if you don't do that, what you consume might consume you in yeah, the end. Yes, and then you turn... very true. Yeah, and then you turn into an entirely different person altogether. So, yeah, I, I've been learning a lot, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. trust me, I've learned so much in the past year. <laughs> yeah, this is so nice. I, I love our conversation. Uh-oh, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to cut the conversation short. But don't worry, guys, because I will be posting the second part of my interview with Andy Havelosa in a few days. The second part will be more focused on her COVID-19 journey, her recovery, and how she manages to stay motivated and hopeful in the middle of this pandemic. I really, really enjoyed my time with Andy today. She is such a great speaker, very articulate, and um, I really learned a lot in terms of managing my social media footprint, being more mindful and responsible of the content that I put out there for my followers and my listeners dito sa podcast. And most of all, I appreciated just being in the moment and completely embracing your reality. Sana you guys learned just as much as I did. I do hope that maybe in one of my future episodes, I can invite Andy dito sa podcast again. So thank you so, so much, Andy Havalosa. Alright you guys, if you like this episode, I'm pretty sure you guys know the drill. Do follow us on Instagram, it's at hey, it's a podcast. You can also leave us a voice message over at anchor.fm. All you have to do is place the URL anchor.fm slash hey, it's a dash podcast. I'm not sure if I got the URL right the last time, pero... Sure na ako na I got it right this time. And uh, that's it, you guys. I know this was a pretty lengthy episode, but 
I know that it was all worth it. Thank you guys so, so much. God bless you and keep safe always. Salamat, Gid!